You are welcome to the teaching ministry of God's servants, Pastor Sylvester Oyemalechi. Pastor Sylvester Oyemalechi is the president of Jesus Family Outreach, senior and founding pastor of Jesus Family Fellowship in Nigeria, editor and publisher of Success Info, Bible News and Relationships. His teachings are simple, sound, and easy to understand. I believe you will love what you will hear and be edified in the process. Happy listening. In Jesus' name we pray. If you are blessed, can I hear a better amen? God is good. This morning, we have a guest in our midst, all the way from South Africa, if you know him. Praise God. He's a friend of this ministry, has been here many times before to speak. And he is visiting from South Africa, and he came to worship with us this morning. So I want to encourage you after the first service, please do stay back because he'll be preaching during the second service. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Stay back. You will, not, you will not regret it. Don't miss this opportunity. I do not know what schedules you have, but I want to encourage you to stay back. This morning, I want to talk to you on taming the tongue. Taming the tongue. You know, I like young people. I, I like to listen to us talk. Like I said to you during the convention, during the singles conference, that many of us don't focus on the things we need to focus on. We don't give attention to important things. And we tried, I tried my best to point out some areas you need to focus on so that you make the right choice. And so that you be adequately prepared. That is to say you must have worked on your person, improved your life, so that you can have a successful relationship. So today I want to talk on taming the tongue. And it's my desire that this message will not just be heard and understood, but that you will go to work on your person. Now the Bible teaches us that uh, a person who does not know how to use words will be difficult to live with. If you don't know how to use words, you'll be very difficult to live with. If you look back in your journey so far, you will discover that those people whom you know who don't know how to talk, you always have problems with them, true or false. And sometimes you too, they complain about you. Some people probably have walked out on you, got angry with you because of the things you said. And that means that if you do not know how to use words, then you are not prepared to succeed in any relationship, especially when it comes to marriage. In our everyday life, it is clear that wrong words cause a lot of problems. You may be saying what you think is the right thing, but the choice of words may be wrong. Or the pitch with which you speak may be wrong. Or the timing for the thing you are talking about may also be wrong. So in communication, right words are very important. In communication, the pitch or the tone with which you speak, they are very important. 
in communication, timing is very essential. So how do you know someone who is mature? Someone who is mature is that person who understands timing. Is that person who always considers the person he or she is speaking to and wonders how the person will respond to the words being spoken. A mature person is one who knows how to use words. He doesn't just say anything that comes into his mind. He deliberates on it to make sure he's using the right words, the right tone to convey exactly what he wants to say. Come here. Come here. Same words, but convey different meaning. One is soft and appealing. The other one is very arrogant, very forceful. It's a commanding tone. So the response you will get will not be the same. Please hear me and hear me well. I say it again. Three things is very important in communication. Number one is what? The right words. Number two is what? The pitch, that's the tone. And then number three is what? Timing. Someone just comes in, you don't even know what the person is going through. You just start with your own, blah, 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 because you are on fire. Something is burning inside of you. You don't even know if the person is the right frame of mind to receive it. And so many times we have conflicts like that. We need to first of all take a look at the person. Make sure the person is well relaxed and the person is in a good position to hear what you have to say. Otherwise, what you're saying we will not receive the right attention and that will make you angry. It will complicate the situation and provoke you the more. So these things are important and countless number of relationships and friendships have been destroyed. Marriages have been broken, torn apart, distances created between the couples because of wrong use of words. Some of us talk because we have this belief. I have a right to talk. Yes, you have a right to talk, but also you must know that when you talk, your words will produce a response or a reaction. Like they used to say in Bender State in those days, say, now you get your mouth. And it's true, you are the owner of your mouth, you can say whatever you like. But bear in mind that the words you speak will produce a response or a reaction. In the book of Proverbs chapter 21 verse 9, the Bible says, better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. It is better for me to live on the corner of a roof, not inside the house, but on top of the house and stay in one corner, than to stay in the same house with a quarrelsome woman. That shows you that words affect relationship. Words can create a gap between you and your partner. Words can make your life a living hell. The same Proverbs chapter 21, if you go down to verse 19, you will see that the writer again, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, speaks on the same issue. He said, better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and ill-tempered wife. One is better to live on the corner of the roof. Now, better to live in the desert, just go to the desert, than to stay. In other words... She nags and quarries and makes the whole house difficult, makes the place unbearable. There are some of you, you look quiet, but when you open your mouth, you are not quiet at all. Some of you, you look very nice, look harmless like a dove, but when you open your mouth, it's like a machine gun. It's either the person takes cover or the person says, I made a mistake. 
Let it not be that the one who is interested in you will say, I made a mistake. That's why I am bringing this message to you this morning. So the tongue is so powerful and so influential that Apostle James likens it to a fire that can set a whole forest ablaze. Your tongue. It's like fire that can set a whole forest ablaze. It is, its effect is so strong and compelling that the reactions, the reactions you know, that it generates can be horrible. Some can lose their temper and go physical because of what's spoken. Some can destroy the whole house because of the word spoken. Some may not want to talk to you again for the next one week because of the word spoken. At the end of the day, you may have to cause peace conferences, ask people to come and beg because of the word spoken. And you'll be shocked that two years after, three years after, the person is still making reference to the words spoken. So powerful. It can weaken and kill joy. It can weaken and kill love. It can put a wide gap between you and your partner. It can make your partner to start distrusting you and never be able to trust you again in his or her life. It can depress a man to the point where recovery is almost impossible. Words can distance two close friends, separate a family, and produce disunity. Words produce strife and breed quarrels. Words motivate to greatness and demoralizes to the point where low self-esteem takes over. Negative words are so powerful. They are as powerful as positive words. Just as a positive word can motivate you, encourage you, so also a negative word can take away your courage and make you to lose interest in the person so quickly. So this is the reason why the tongue needs to be tamed. James said we need to tame it. And, and he's surprised that men have tamed all kinds of animals, all kinds of beasts, but find it very difficult to tame, to tame the tongue. If you have ever watched the circus, you can see that people have tamed lions. They play with the lions. They make lions jump. They make lions to do all kinds of acrobatic display for them. They make elephants to do all sorts of things. They tame and train even monkeys. To do all kinds of things, ride bicycle, make phone call, do all kinds of funny, funny things, and you'll be shocked what they can do. But yet, to tame the tongue, the Bible says it's a very difficult task. Not an impossible task, but a difficult task. And that means it will take you to fully give yourself to working on the way you speak. It calls for commitment. It calls for dedication. And that is what this message is about to deliver to you today. Open your eyes so you can see why you need to tame your tongue and challenge you to go to business. James chapter 3. I'd like to read from verse 4 through to 9. James 3, 4 to 9. Or take sheep as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are stirred by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. But it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, bears, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with, it, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Isn't that an evil? 
With the same mouth with which you praise God, we use the curse. With the same mouth with which we speak blessings, worship the name of God, the same mouth we use it to insult him and abuse him and disregard his word. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not impossible. Can somebody say it is possible? Jesus said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. So with God, working in partnership with you, you can tame your tongue. James did agree that no man has been able to do that. But we know that in Christ Jesus, all things become possible. Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Do you have Jesus in your heart? It's not there for decoration. It's not there so you can use his name to obtain prosperity and favor and good husband and good wife. He's there to change you. Can somebody say, Lord, help me to tame my tongue? Pray that prayer from your heart. Oh, Lord, help me to tame my tongue. In Jesus' name. Now, so it's very clear that it has power. He said, it is set on fire by hell. That means the devil seeks to manipulate your tongue. He wants to make you say things that you ought not to say. He has the ability to influence your thoughts and influence the words that you speak. But the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. So you need to be on guard. And you start by learning about the tongue and making up your mind not to allow the devil manipulate you or set your tongue on fire. Look, there's no one who doesn't get angry. But in your anger, the Bible says, do not sin. That means take charge of your tongue. Don't let your tongue complicate the problem or provoke your partner, your friend, or your brother, your sister to greater evil. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Please, I want you to know that God wants you to manage the use of your tongue to the intent that you always speak what you need to say in wisdom after careful thought. In other words, you don't just talk for talking's sake. You don't just talk because you feel like talking. You choose your words. You think carefully of the implication of the words you are about to speak. Look at this scripture. Proverbs 18, 21. It said, the tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue has the power of life and death. What does that mean? There is life in your tongue. There is death in your tongue. Your words can produce life and your words can kill. So your words can energize and strengthen your relationship and your words can kill the relationship. Your words can increase the love your partner has for you and your words can also take away that love. Your words can open doors for you and your words can close the door. Your words can bring you favor and your words can cause you to be rejected, to be disappointed. There is life. When things are not going on well, God expects you to use the life-giving power of the tongue to make things right. And when things are going on, you don't want it, God expects you to use the death-giving power of your tongue to kill that evil, speak it away. Very, very important. Anyone who has tamed his tongue does not speak based on prevailing feelings or circumstance or situation. You don't just talk based on how you feel. Sometimes you feel lousy. 
Does that mean you should talk lousy things? Sometimes you feel anger inside you. Does that mean you should be throwing bombs everywhere? Sometimes you feel like killing yourself. So what do you do? Kill yourself? No. It's not about feeling. You don't talk based on how you feel. You think objectively. You ask yourself, what is the right thing to do? How do I address this matter? You choose your words carefully. Remember that. You may cry. It will not be long. They will forget that you cried. But when you open your mouth and talk, they won't forget easily. Am I telling the truth? You may dance now and do all sorts of things. People don't, they forget that one quickly. You may give gifts. Huh? Give gifts, buy gifts, lavish money on the person, buy clothes, buy shoes, do all sorts of things. They forget easily. But the words you speak, they don't forget. That's why you need to choose carefully what you say. Proverbs 11 verse 9. Proverbs 11 verse 9. With his mouth, the godless destroys his neighbor. But through knowledge, the righteous escape. Why did I say this? You need to speak based on what God expects you to say. Based on the revelation you have about life. Based on the revelation you have about God. Don't talk like someone who don't know him. Don't talk like someone who has not been changed. Don't talk like someone who is not born again. He said, with his mouth, the godless destroys his neighbor. You should not talk like a godless person. But through knowledge, the righteous escape. Through knowledge, we speak the right things. Through knowledge. That's why the Bible says the words of a wise person give life. They bring healing. Study the book of Proverbs and words and you will love it. We don't have enough time to start quoting everything that is written in the book of Proverbs about words. Now, reasons why we need to tame our tongue before marriage. Quickly. I want to give you some reasons why we need to tame our tongue. And I hope you will take note of them. Not just write them, but walk with them. Number one, the tongue is very powerful and influential. And if not tamed, it can ruin any good relationship. The tongue is very powerful and influential. And if not tamed, it can ruin any good relationship. Proverbs 12 verse 18 says, Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 12 18. Reckless words. Words spoken recklessly, without care, without thinking, without meditation on the repercussion. Words spoken out of emotions, out of how I feel, rather than objective thinking was spoken from the head not from not from the spirit man from the flesh not from the spirit was spoken like a carnal natural unbelieving person the bible says it pierces like a sword it cuts deep into the bones the bible says the word of god is quick and powerful it is sharper than any two-edged sword that's how words are. They are sharp. You don't see the knife. You don't see the blade. But they can cut deep into a man. They can wound a man. They can take away a man's self-esteem. Many people lost their self-esteem because of words spoken to them. Many people today, they have inferiority complex because of words spoken to them. Many people hate and they find it difficult to forgive because of words spoken to them. Be very careful. And some also have gone crazy because they said, I love you. Because he said, I love you. 
The words entered into the person and the love took hold. Without even looking at who is telling you I love you, whether it's a criminal, whether it's going to kill you tomorrow, you don't care. Words are powerful. Number two, the tongue has the power of life and death in it. So it has to be mastered so we always give life and not death to our relationship. No matter what we go through, no matter what we see, no matter what we experience. It has a power of life and death in it. So we need to master it so that we can, you know, use it to give life to our relationship, steady our relationship, strengthen it, and keep it going. So that whatever you want to see, it becomes a reality. So this requires management of our thoughts and emotions and a disciplined life. If you don't know how to manage your thoughts, you will not be able to manage your words because we all talk the way we think. Our thoughts create our words. You must be able to take charge of your emotions. And I thank God the Bible says that one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. So if you are born of the Spirit, you have self-control. If you are born again, you have the life of God, you have self-control. You can control your thoughts and you can control your words. You can. You can control your emotions. You need to live a disciplined life. You need to master your tongue. Don't let your tongue control you. You control the tongue. You are the owner of the tongue, so use it wisely. Don't let your emotions and your feelings control you. Don't let situations and circumstances and happenings around you detect how you talk. Let the Spirit of God within you do that. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, Proverbs 18, 21, the Bible says, The tongue has a power of life and death. I like this one. It says, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So if you understand this power, you know it, you understand it, and you love to use it to make things to be the way you want to, then you will enjoy it. So choose your words. Number three, it is difficult to live with a man or a woman who has no control over his tongue. I'm sharing with you reasons why we need to tame our tongue before we get into marriage. The third reason is that it's difficult to live with a man or woman who has no control over his tongue. A talkative, hmm, a quarrelsome person is very difficult to live with. This is very true. A talkative, someone who talks without stop. He will finish telling you now, you thought they have concluded. Before you know what's happening, he will start all over again. By evening time, he will repeat the same issue again. You get, when you get fed up and say, ah, you have said it before, you have said it the second time, you have said it third time. I've heard the story. Talkative. Quarrelsome person. Very difficult to live with. Always causing you to be angry and making you quarrel over and over again. Such a person is liking to rain that refuses to stop. According to the Bible, I will show you. The person who talks non-stop, the person who quarries a lot, is liking to rain that refuses to fall. So imagine, I mean, that refuses to stop. Imagine how such weather affects a man's activities. You know that type of rain that keeps falling, falling, that refuses to stop. It will look as if it's stopping, then you will pick up again. You want to go, okay, the thing is stopping, let me go. Then you will start, then you go back again. And all day, Activities are restricted. So it will restrict movement, paralyze business. It produces scarcity of food and necessities of life. It continues to fall without ceasing. That is how difficult it is 
to live with such a person. Now let's quickly look at uh, three scriptures. Proverbs 25 verse 24. I love the book of Proverbs. If I were you, I'll take my time to study it every day. If you can. Not just read it, meditate. Proverbs 25 verse 24. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. So you see, it is difficult to live with someone who talks too much. Someone who talks anyhow. Someone who quarrels. Proverbs 26 verse 21. Proverbs 26 verse 21. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. So is a quarrelsome person. In other words, it doesn't go out. The fire will keep burning as long as there's coal. Eh? Find it a little bit, then it will go, go on. Put the wood inside, the fire will keep burning. So if you are a quarrelsome person, that means, if you are a talkative, that means quarrel will never end in that house. Strife will never end. There will always be division, there will always be fighting, there will always be commotion. That means the home will never know peace. That's why you need to deal with your tongue. Is someone hearing what I'm saying? Proverbs 27. I'm reading verse 15 and verse 16. A quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on the rainy day. Please don't make mistake here and say because the Bible is talking about wives, so it's only women who talk. No. One brother looked at the issue and said, okay, brothers will always say women gossip. So he said men toxic. I said, which one? What, what word was that? He said, toxic. So since they don't want to agree that they quarrel, so he will say they toxic. So because it's the same thing you see in a woman, you see in a man. But only that, for women, it is to power two. A quarrelsome wife is a constant dripping on a rainy day. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with your hand. Take oil, grasp it. Can you hold it? No. Can you stop the wind? No. That's why you need to work on yourself. Don't wait till you get married. Change. Because many relationships have been broken. So many people who thought they were in love and they were working towards marriage suddenly had the relationship terminated because someone couldn't stand the talking power of the other person. So in order for your relationship not to be broken, I beg of you, please do correct. But don't pretend. I don't like pretenders. <laughs> you can never make me angry. <laughs> He's smiling. He said, you say, wait first. <laughs> you think you don't see Mumu? Wait. <laughs> no pretense. Be yourself. But I don't want you to continue with the wrong things in your life. I want you to throw them out. Number four. It distances two close friends. Untamed tongue. The wrong use of the words. The wrong use of the tongue distances two close lovers. Two close friends. And if and it continues without abating, if it continues without abating, it will widen the gap and finally separate them. That's what it does. So I am sure that it's not what you want for your dream marriage. So you need to start now to tame your tongue. You need to start now.
Praise God. Proverbs 26, verse 21. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so a quarrelsome man for kindling strife. So if, my argument is this, if the person keeps talking and the quarry continues, what do you think will happen to the relationship? The gap will be getting wider and wider. Huh? Instead of them becoming closer, they'll be separating. And slowly but surely. And finally, the relationship will pack up. Five. Mastering of the tongue helps to calm your partner down and strengthen the love you have for each other and create conducive atmosphere for the Spirit of God to dwell among you and bless your marriage. I hope you know the Holy Spirit does not like a quarrelsome environment. The Holy Spirit is a gentle place. He loves a place of peace. Proverbs 15. I like to read verses 1 and 2. A soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. A soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. A wise person will use words carefully, bearing in mind that soft words will do what? Pacify the other person. Even when the person is raging, there's a way you will talk, the person will calm down. Soft words, soft answer, turns away wrath, but the harsh word stirs up anger. Some of you, you need to learn how to talk. I'm serious. I've listened to you. I've heard you talk. And I, sometimes I shake my head. You need to learn how to talk. You need to go back to school. School of communication with the Holy Spirit. Let him help you. Don't take it for granted. Let him do what? Help you. Number six, it takes management of your thoughts and emotions and taming of the tongue to speak in love. When your partner's words and actions demand a harsh, a harsh word and reaction. When your partner's words demand what? a harsh word, a harsh response, a harsh reaction. Taming of the tongue guarantees peace in the home and strengthens the bond of love and harmony. Now I'd like us to look at two scriptures so you can see what I mean. Col Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Let your conversation, that means the words that come out of your mouth, be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer every man. What does that mean? The words that come out of your mouth. Hmm? So let it be full of grace. What is grace? Unmerited mercy. That means I may merit a bashing with my, you know, from, with your tongue. Just because of what I said or what I did, you, you are supposed to curse me, abuse me, speak to me roughly. He said, but let it be full of grace. Don't talk to me the way I deserve. Show me mercy in your words. Season with salt. What does salt do? It adds taste to food. Without salt in your food, it will be tasteless. No matter the ingredients you put, if you don't put salt, it will be tasteless. So the same way salt 
Ask taste to food. Let your words be such that we make the relationship tastier. Then what does salt do again? Salt preserves. Let the words of your mouth be such that we preserve what you have for each other. The love. The love in your heart. In other words, you, let, you need to manage your thoughts, manage your emotions, and manage your tongue. You don't talk to people the way you think they deserve. You talk to them the way the Spirit of God will have you talk to them. You speak words that are full of grace, seasoned with salt. You season it with salt to preserve and to make the relationship tastier. Even though the person may have done something that calls for harsh treatment. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 11. Proverbs 10 11. The mount of the righteous is a fountain of life. But violence overwhelms the mount of the wicked. The mount of the righteous is a fountain of life. But violence overwhelms the mount of the wicked. That's Proverbs 10 verse 11. So, which category do you belong to? The righteous or the wicked? This is the irony. We claim we are on the side of the Lord Jesus. That means we are righteous people. But the words of our mouth does not produce life. Rather, it's full of wickedness. True of us. So, where do we stand? The testimony you bear, sorry, the, the name you have given yourself, the name Christian, Christ-like, does not tally with the things that come out of your mouth and the way you talk. And so we need to correct it. We need to talk like Christians. Everybody, under the sound of my voice, I beg of you, go to work on yourself. Number seven, quickly. Taming of the tongue will deliver you from being a gossip and giving your ears to gossips. Taming of the tongue will deliver you from being a gossip and giving your ears to gossip. You know, there are some people already... With your life so far, you have itching ears. You like talking. You propose into matters that don't concern you. You comment on issues you are not supposed to comment on. You like to know what is happening over there. You like to know what is that person saying. And when they bring a matter, you will settle down and want to know the details. Even though it will not benefit you in any way. And when they bring somebody, you will talk. And you too will bring another person and you will analyze the person and you will condemn and judge the person. Remember, scripture says, judge not that you may not be judged. Don't forget, whatever a man sows, that he will reap. If you gossip someone else, someone else will also gossip you. If you wrongly criticize and condemn one, another person, someone will be appointed by God to condemn you. And don't forget, when it's going to happen to you, it shall be the same measure pressed down, shaking together and running over so that you will feel the pain and know that what you have been doing is not right. So tell me, why will you go into a relationship doing this? You go and tell another person, this person is this person is that. You want to spoil another person's own and think your own will go well. Somebody else will spoil your own. You run another person down, somebody else. It's not, I'm not cursing you, I'm just telling you scriptures. Some other person will will spoil you. Some other person will stand and become a stumbling block. You go and gossip to somebody with the aim of uh, getting at somebody because he offended you. One day you will offend somebody too and then the person will go and do the same thing to you. And yours will be more terrible than that person because it always comes back with extra. He said the measure you give, it shall be given back to you. Don't forget that scripture did not talk about money. 
So he won't say, Pastor, that one is talking about money. So he didn't say money. Say, give and it shall be given. So what did you give? You gave trouble, so you get trouble. You give gossip, so you get gossip. You give money, you get money. Whatever you give, you get. You give a helping hand, someone will help you too. Proverbs 18, verse 8. So the words of a gossip are like choice muscles. <laughs> when you don't understand about gossips, hmm, you listen to them. They are like choice muscles. That means they take their time to choose their words. He said they go down to a man's inmost parts. The words they speak. So if you know how to talk, tell stories, you are able to convince people. They carefully, I don't have time for you. Go, go to Proverbs 18. Read from verse 8 down. You will see how they package their words. They take their time to select the words. So they are choice muscles. In other words, they carefully select the words to speak. They carefully select the part of the story to tell you in order to win you over. And they go down to a man's inmost parts to influence him and control him. So you see how wicked they are. So if you are in the habit of gossiping, I want you to tame your tongue. Stop it. Number one, it is not good for you. It does not tell that you are a child of God. Number two, it means you don't have feelings for that people because you are hurting another person and running another person down. And if you are not making life easier for people, it will not be easy for you. Galatians 6, 7 says, whatever a man sows, he will reap. And then don't forget that you are provoking curses upon yourself because you are breaking the law of God. So how do you start a relationship and start bringing curse? So if, you are, if I'm married to you and you're always gossiping, what you are doing is that you are... Bring, you, are, you are turning God against our marriage. And that is not good. Without your knowing it. But I've shown you today so you will not say I did not know. Because it is a record you heard today. Praise God. Will you repent? I believe yes. Number eight. We are called to walk in wisdom. Which the book of Proverbs describes as the principle or supreme thing. In life. If you check Proverbs 4, 7, you will find it. Wisdom is called the principal thing in King James Version. It's called the supreme thing in the NIV and other translations. So wisdom is the most important. And to walk in wisdom is to speak wisely after careful talk. After careful thought. So if we have been called to, to, to walk in wisdom, and from what we have seen in the scripture, to walk in wisdom is to speak wisely. And that means to speak after careful talk. So take your time to think through before you talk. That's why the scripture says, be quick to hear. So you can think first. Be quick to hear. Don't assume you know where the person is going. Don't assume you know the end of the where the person, where the person is. Because what I am telling you, I've only started. You don't even know whether it's a preamble to what I want to say. You have not heard me. You have already concluded you want to start talking. Be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Our problem is that we are not quick to hear, but we are quick to talk. And the scriptures say be quick to hear. So that you can give thought to what you want to say and how you are going to say it. Very important. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are all members of one body. So to speak in wisdom is to speak truthfully. Ephesians 4, the same Ephesians 4, look at verse 29 to 32. It said, do not let any unwholesome talk 
come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, ang and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, just as in Christ God forgave you. So don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. What is unwholesome talk? Anything that is not godly, anything that is not healthy. But speak only words that is helpful to the person hearing you. Helpful to the person you're talking about. Only words that will build up, not tear down. Speak only words as a child of God, as a wise person. Words that will build up, words that will encourage, words that are healthy, that are wholesome. Proverbs 18, 6 and 7. A fool's lips bring him strife, and his mouth invites a beating. Hello? So when somebody beats you because you talk, now you invite them. Look at this scripture. It says, a fool's lips brings him strife. What strife? Quarrels, problem, contention. And his mouth invites beating. A fool's mouth is his undoing and his lips are a snare to his soul. What is a snare? A trap. Who is a fool? An ignorant person. I don't want you to be ignorant. That's why I'm sharing this with you. Stop talking like a fool. Talk like a wise person. Don't say words that will bring beating, that will bring scolding. All the prayers you've been praying, 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 God finally answers with your own mouth, you will spoil everything. It doesn't make sense. You say, ah, he offended me. In your home where you come from, don't they offend you? The friends, you have all the friends, all your girlfriends and boyfriends, all your brothers and sisters, have never, they have never offended you. Even in the church, don't you get offended? At work, don't you get offended? Where will you not be offended? The Bible says, offense will surely come. So if offense will surely come, what do we do? Get ready. Prepare yourself to handle it. Okay, final scripture. Proverbs 20 verse 3. It is to a man's honor to avoid strife. It is to a man's honor. Proverbs 20 verse 3. It is to a man's honor to avoid strife. But every fool is quick to quarrel. Every fool is quick to quarrel. So if you are always quick in quarreling, what are you? What are you? I didn't call you a fool. We are only reading scripture. Little thing you started. Little thing you started. Little thing you started. What are you? So be a wise person. So I want you to prove you are not a fool. I want you to prove that all the Bible study you're doing, you're learning something. I want you to prove that all the time you spend coming to church, you know, reading books, is not a waste. The tapes you have listened to is not a waste. All the magazines you have read, they are not wastes. All the investment of time into your life by God is not a waste. All the investment of time by your parents into your life, by your teachers into your life is not a waste. Prove you are knowledgeable. Manage your tongue. Others have failed. But you will succeed in Jesus' name. Amen. I didn't hear that amen very well. Amen. I said, I know others are faith. James said, so man has not been able to, but with God, all things are possible. Do I have people in the house who will say, it is possible in my life? Say, I will tame my tongue. 
So in conclusion, brothers and sisters, I need you to go to work on your person and take charge of your tongue right away. Go to work. Don't postpone action. Don't say pastor later. Pastor, it's not easy. Now, small, small. There's nothing like small, small. I never read in my Bible, change small, small. Start now. I am not expecting you to be perfect in a day or in a month. It may even take more than a year. Amen? But start. So that every day, you'll be able to assess yourself and say, I am making progress. Six months after, you'll be able to look back and see what level you are and see, I have made progress. One year later, you'll be able to say, I have matured a little more. Be working on yourself. Pray about it. Be conscious of it. When that thing that used to stir you up will stir you up, say, I resist you in Jesus' name. Hold yourself. Say, Holy Spirit, anytime I want to start, please remind me. Help me. He will pull you. Somehow, somehow, you will come to your senses again. You want to start to hold yourself. You will hear a voice behind you telling you this is the way. Where you want to turn to the right or to the left. May the Lord bless you. But don't forget, it is the management of your thoughts that will enable you to manage your tongue. Because as you are thinking, so your mouth is talking. Rise to your feet. So who will remind me, how many things did I talk about? How many things did I say you need to take a look at? Eight. Do you remember them? Rise to your feet. I want you to pray and say, Father, in Jesus' name, help me to take charge of my thoughts from today. Help me to manage my thoughts. And help me to manage my tongue. Help me to manage my tongue. I want to hear you pray. Pray like people who are alive, not people who are dead. Say, Lord, help me to manage my tongue. Help me to manage my tongue. Help me to manage my thoughts. In order to manage my tongue. I want to tame my tongue. Lord, assist me in Jesus' name. Open your mouth and pray. Don't allow me, O oh God, to use my own hands to destroy what you are doing in my life. I want to talk like a wise person, not like a fool. Help me, Lord, to put a muzzle on my tongue. The Bible says anyone who wants to see good life, who wants to live long and have a good life, it said the person must take charge of control of his tongue. Very important. Lord, help me. Help me to put a muzzle on my tongue. Help me to take charge and take control and restrain myself from talking anyhow. Help me. Deliver me from gossiping. Deliver me from slandering people. Deliver me from running people down with my mouth. Deliver me from bad-mouthing people. I want you to change my life. Thank you, Lord. To you be praise. To you be glory. To you be honor. I surrender all to you. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you because I know you are the only one who can help me. I surrender my life to you, Lord. I surrender my life. I surrender my life. I surrender my tongue. <laughs> I hand it over. Help me. Say, Lord, I hand it over to you. I surrender all. I surrender all to Jesus. Blessed Savior, I surrender I surrender I surrender I surrender all All to you Jesus Bless 
Savior, I surrender, I surrender all. Father, we surrender our lives to you. Lord Jesus, we give it all to you, Lord. You are the owner of the life. And we have seen that we need to tame our tongues so that we can have a good life, so that we can sustain our relationships, so that we can make our relationships to be tastier and to preserve it. So the enemy will not have access to our lives and distance us. Lord, I pray that you will help each one of us to take charge from today, to give attention to watching over his words, her words, that everybody, oh God, will begin to work on themselves. Help us to make progress. Help us to tame our tongue. We have read that no man has been able to do that, but we have also known and read from the scripture that what is impossible with man is possible with God. And you have given us your life, and in your life there is perfection. Help us, Lord, to manage it. Help us to walk daily in the consciousness of the fact that we need to speak right and wisely all the time. Thank you, Father. To you be all the praise. To you be all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I get a better amen from you? Amen. I believe you have enjoyed the teaching of God's servant, Pastor Sylvester Oyemalechi. For further information, please contact us at pastor at jfoutreach.org or call 0805 247 2923 0805 Visit our website at www.jfoutreach.org Come worship with us every Sunday by 8am at Jesus Family Fellowship 20B by Mimo Street off Olomowewe Bus Stop off Ishari Oshu Road, Ikotun, Lagos <laughs>